Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a new episode of Third Party. My name is Samantha Harper, and here are my sisters. I'm Sydney. I'm Savannah. And thanks so much for listening and joining us from wherever you are. We appreciate you guys so much. And let's get into it. This episode is all about confidence. I feel like confidence is such a popular buzzword right now. It's a hot commodity. How do you get it? How do you maintain it? How do you be confident in the first place? And that's what we're going to unpack this whole episode. So yeah, we're going to talk about our insecurities, highs and lows. And yeah, let's get into it. What are your guys' thoughts? I think confidence is such a journey and it's something... I've heard everywhere right now. I feel like I have so many different insecurities depending on different parts of my life and times of my life. Like even today with my shoes, I'm like, do I like these? I don't know if you're watching the video version, but there's so many different things that I feel like is a work in progress in terms of confidence. So I'm excited to kind of have a productive conversation and hear your thoughts. Yeah. Yeah, I so agree with Sydney's point on confidence being a journey because I feel like there's some days where I feel more confident than others and that it's just something that's always fluctuating from for me. Like one day I might think, oh, like I look so put together. And then the next day I'm like, oh, I need to get my hair done, like my nails done or something just to like give myself a confidence boost. Exactly. And I think that leads us to our first branch of conversation, which is appearances. I feel like so much of being confident, especially on social media and what people are preaching, are looks based. And I've noticed that it's a trend to kind of get yourself to the peak of being that girl or that whatever you identify yourself as, just being as fit as possible as thin as possible honestly having your hair put together your makeup if you choose to wear it everything just has to be super on point and I was wondering does that affect your guys's confidence at all because it affects mine a lot yeah I feel like on days where I'm not feeling like I'm the most put together is where my confidence is lacking as well as just like things that people have told me in the past whether it has to do with like my weight or things that people have pointed out and that's something that I realized like I feel like other people's perception really changes the way that I think because um even a lot of times growing up like I honestly didn't have a problem with my weight at one point but then one of my friends said like oh are you sure that you and Samantha can wear the same shirt because you're bigger than she is or something like that but it's just like little things like that which do stick with you whether people realize it or not yeah let's get into it because Sydney seems like you want to say something yeah no I just echo all those points I think it's one thing to kind of make your mind up based off like what you see online and things that's been promoted, but also when it's told to you, like I feel like my confidence is very heavily built off of like what society deems as like beautiful, what society deems as right. And it would just be great if we lived in a world in isolation where what I thought looked good and made me confident is what everyone else thinks too. And I think there's so many different things that can be said about that. Like why are we deeming our worth off like other people's opinions but hey that's just I feel like how it is at this point and there are things that need to be changed but yeah I feel like growing up we've just people's comments where do you stick with you exactly like for any background which we grew up in like a predominantly white area 
went to PWIs or predominantly white institutions our whole lives. There's another episode about that. But um, basically, I feel like it really affects how you view yourself. I feel like a lot of people that aren't the beauty standard or aren't um, are a minority, especially in America, you're kind of like looking at yourself in two different perspectives, how you view yourself and how other people are viewing you at all times. And I noticed that like on TikTok and social media, usually the people that are preaching confidence or how to love yourself fit the standard the most. So I find that to be super interesting. Um, I know lately, especially with I don't know. I feel like we're in the ozemptic era where people want to be super skinny and super thin and everything's a little wasted again, especially with clothes. I just have felt so different about my body. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older or um, I'm still only 23, but um, I've just been so analytical of how I present myself, especially, I don't know, I'm interviewing for jobs. I'm talking to a lot more people since moving and yeah, I just think we're a little bit chronically online when it comes to beauty standards and what fits that. But what are your guys' thoughts? I think it's interesting too because your environment dictates so much. And mm-hmm. I think now the obsession with being skinny, to me, Loki is nothing new because I feel like right. we grew up in places where even though BBLs were the trends or all that, it people around trendy. me weren't interested no. in that. So it's very heavily influenced by who you're surrounding yourself with and the environments you're placed in. So I kind of feel like the obsession with being thin is something I've just been like drilled into me at this point. And even with family members, like making comments about it. Um, but I will say, I think confidence really took a hit for me personally, like going to college in a way, because I felt like I was comfortable in the environment I was in, comfortable with being uncomfortable growing up like K through 12 and Cleveland, whatever. Like I was used to how I was perceived. I knew I was never going to get the hype in and general. And also you would think, oh, it's just Cleveland. Yeah, so I'm like, oh, it's yeah. just here. I'm like, oh, when I leave and go to college, it's going to be so much better. Like, joke's on me. Because I went to a PWI, too, and I felt like there, I'm like, wow, is this the whole world? Does the whole world, like, not deem me as beautiful? Like, does the whole world, like, only want, like, super thin bodies? And it was just an eye-opening experience. But you learned a lot. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree with the college comment. It's not that I wasn't insecure in high school because obviously I was. And I feel like going into college, though, is really when I started. Like, I obviously thought more about my body in co- in high school, but in college, I was like, okay, l- I, let me do something about it in all the wrong ways. Same. Especially going to a school like um I went to U Miami and there's like pool parties every Everyone's weekend. Everyone's naked all the time. Yeah, I'm just so gonna say that up front. It yeah. was really stressful just like having to be in a bikini twenty four seven and just feeling like I'm not even kidding people. I say so many girls had abs at that. Yes, school. they did. Like people had were yeah. in sh- tip top shape. So I felt like oh my gosh, like this needs to be me too. And like Sydney said, people weren't into the girls with the they didn't like who the were big curvy. Butts. They no, and whatnot. <laughs> yeah, they and then they would say skinny. the girls that weren't traditionally curvy, like, oh, she has a like a like her if butt you had is a small, cute, and, right? Yeah, right. but she has like, like a, a but she has a small frame. waist. Like, yeah, no one liked honestly. No one liked traditionally black features on black people. I honestly, agree. if we're gonna get into it, but yeah, continue. No, but that's just my whole take on like. I feel like honestly, a lot of my confidence issues stems from appearance like that's yeah i would have to agree on that and not to 
like steer the conversation but just my two cents on that too i think in college it's a whole new level of people buying for attention because they're with all these other like individuals like with friends guys it's literally the bachelor yeah, it literally is so they're really trying to like stand out and make sure they're like the one in a way to be chosen and chosen in so many different ways yeah because i feel like in high school too like Maybe you do have those people who are dating to marry or dating for long term. <laughs> not really. Oh. That's what I'm saying. If it happens, it so happens. No like, one's seeking right. that. And yeah. I feel like in college, people are more obsessed with, like, let me find my person. So, like, or it's not or even, not like, to find the person, but just let me Like, obviously, people want to play the field, too. So that's another thing. Right. And when you aren't in that or when you aren't getting that much attention as these other people, that really takes a hit. Exactly. I yeah. think that was the main issue. And so, at least in my school, I feel like people are hitting that gym, going yeah. to berries, like, going for runs. Like, that was the norm, seeing people in, like, their athletic attire, but not just as, like, athleisure, but to work out. And that was, like, the time to be specific i'd be taking pictures of my body every day like documenting my weight body loss journey checking. yeah body checking because Girl. um a comment yeah. was made to me that i gained weight like in between freshman and sophomore year when i tell you that stuck with me and i would be like going through photos like to see what i looked like and so yeah college is just an interesting place yeah i would say my college kind of reminds me a little bit of here i went to drexel in philly and we didn't have tailgates or traditional things but these girls will have abs anyway. Like, I I realized even though we weren't in, even when it would be cold, even when it was like, oh, like, not a lot of frat parties are happening, COVID, blah, 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 people would still look good. And I remember I would be like, oh, so, like, where are they going? Turns out they have, like, cults of girls that would go to, like, hot yoga, <laughs> would go to Soul Cycle together, would go to boxing um, at Rumble and all these things so it was kind of like here where you realize people have groups and go to gyms and stuff or are members of certain things but or even just have their workout mat at home but you're kind of like oh so what are you doing and I'm not gonna lie just like I was a fashion design major and like ugh, just there was a lot of body checking in that in general like people would make comments because if someone was working on something super late they'd be like can someone try on these pants really quick and I remember um, we were all working late and someone was like looking around. They're like, oh, I can't find anyone to try on these pants. I don't want anyone to rip it and like looked at me so dead in my eye. And I was like, girl, I'm 19. Like if I have a butt like now, it's never like I can't physically change my body shape now. Like, do you know what I mean? But at the same time, that made me very insecure and I hated like I remember just being like, oh, my gosh, I hate my thighs. Like nothing lays right. This is just a terrible place. I don't know how I'm going to just get a stick thin thigh. Like to that, to this day, I feel like that's like a sad goal of mine. Um, and I feel like I have to mentally take myself out of that because just first of all, it doesn't make sense unless you go to some very dangerous extremes. So, yeah, I think that just, I don't know. People just do not think about what they say is what I'm yeah. learning because y'all just be saying anything. These offhanded comments are crazy. Besides, obviously, people commenting on your body or just, like, I remember your story reminded me when for my sorority we were doing, like, group costumes. I was going to wear, like, the same thing. Yeah. And so we were ordering clothes, and this, I think these pants or the skirt, I can't remember, one of the two, didn't come, like, above a size 27. And this girl said, it's fine. Like, no one's over a size 27 anyway. Like, it's totally fine. Um, first of all, what? Like, you want to be inclusive and make sure that there's sizes for everyone. But I don't understand why... Like, it, it was just, like, 
the rude comments make in general. Um, but yeah, it's like why like people really are trying to like push out this image of being under like a size, being over a size two is bad. Yeah. I don't know. It's just interesting. What are some ways that you mentally take yourselves out of feeling um, sad about how you look or all those days where you were super down? Because I know, for example, just to be like transparent, this year has been a really bad year in terms of confidence for me. Like I'm staring at myself directly in that viewfinder to see how I look currently, <laughs> to be very meta about everything. I'm literally... <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm checking right now so there's some relatability um but how do you mentally take yourself out of it see i wish i knew because i feel like there's so many ways that i could better adapt but what are your thoughts there no i agree with that i feel like sometimes like what i've been trying to tell myself is like when you look in the mirror i know people <laughs> like hate the toxic positivity but sometimes i'm like you know I look good no matter what I look like I look good like is what I'm trying to tell myself mm -hmm. and it's because too like we were just talking about social media and whatnot like even thinking like I'm just gonna throw out Kylie Jenner for example like she doesn't look good um all the time like she like she know if that makes sense like obviously she's gonna have her on and off days but we're only catching good moments of her so my whole point is that even if we think about different celebrities like when they're cut off caught off guard in a photo like people look good in the photos that they're actually posting on instagram or whatnot so like you're not going to look perfect in everything is what i'm trying to tell myself especially like if i'm taking a picture where i'm not posing like obviously is not going to be perfect necessarily so just like telling myself that i kind of feel like for me personally i think i'm just, just trying to eliminate negative self-talk like if someone about i don't want to say back in the day because this is probably like two days ago i think if someone complimented me like my mom's like oh i love when you wear your hair like this you look so beautiful i'm like i literally look terrible with my hair like that but why do i choose to take things to a negative angle like obviously you want to like style yourself in the way that you feel the most confident but if someone's complimenting me I should accept the compliment and not that I need to rely on like other people's opinions to make me feel good but just hype myself up and also something else I thought about too which I don't know if it's good or bad is <laughs> beauty is in the eye of the beholder because there's so many people who get hype and that some people might think is beautiful then there's a bunch of people other people might not and as much as you would like to just have like a hundred percent of the world think you're like the best looking thing ever there's everyone's opinion doesn't really matter because it's just so subjective so just make up your own and stick to it yeah and also i kind of agree with what savannah said i'll take it like a step further i will kind of think of things from a medical perspective because sometimes i just need facts to literally bring me down to reality so for example I get super insecure about literally bloating. Like, I don't know how to explain it. I have stomach issues, fun fact. So sometimes I'll be like, oh, I look bloated here. I literally had to learn about, like, how the body, like, especially women's bodies, how they process food and how they will look different throughout even periods of the month, like, leading up to your period and all this stuff. Like, not to get too into the medical stuff, but period is not a bad word. 
but yeah so and then i'm like oh my gosh like you're just never gonna look like the same consistently and i think even keeping that in your mind and thinking this photo is just a photo this is not some overarching representation of how i look when i walk in a room this does not capture my essence what people like about me or that why people are drawn to me i think those things really help me compartmentalize because i will i'm not gonna lie if i look bad in a picture that'll set me two days back i'll be thinking about that in the back of my mind for two days like ooh, we don't look good, Samantha. We need to change some things up. Like, what's not working? And I'll get very analytical. But I think just, like, thinking about the fact that nothing can truly, like, capture who you are. Like, cameras don't even do you justice. Exactly. Like, that's right. kind of how I have to think. Oh, I just wanted to touch on that really quick, what Samantha said about the camera thing. Because I heard this on another podcast. It's called um, Aware and Aggravated. Just shout that out. Because um, Leo, the host, was saying that um, when you take pictures of, like, the sunset, for example, like, it doesn't look as good in on camera as it does in person. And to think of that as when you think of yourself, you look bad in a picture, like, you look good You're in the person. Sunset. Yeah, exactly. But um, your camera might not necessarily capture that. And that can be due to... Maybe you have an old phone, or maybe I mean, the quality's bad. Who knows? Right. Lighting. Especially all these people with their film cameras and these little digitals. Right. So cr crappy quality, crappy picture. I don't I care what anyone says. I um, this girl on Instagram had her bio as better in person. At first, I thought, that's so egotistical. But I'm like, no, you know not. what? I, I vibe with it. She's so real But I do that. have a quick question. Because speaking of body image, I know like there's celebrities like Emily Ratajkowski who say they don't feel confident about their bodies and like they're super skinny and obviously get a lot of hype. I, I feel like that kind of gets pushed back online. Like I know people are like, Oh, like why do you feel insecure? Like how, why are you complaining? When, like the whole world is telling you like you're beautiful. I mean, not the whole world. So I want to just know like your thoughts out of your um, thoughts, like on her um, or just people who, who do fit, fit the, the standard. standard. So to a T and are seen as a standard kind of critiquing themselves okay not that it's wrong can i say something about this too uh-huh well, yeah i also just wanted to say too that i feel like when we're even having this conversation that three of us do fit the like we fit with the body women standard though. right yeah. right we're not, um, we're not here we like skinny to women. speak on all people because right. i'm 100 resonate and know that body image is just a struggle as a whole for everyone 100 yeah and I just think, like, being realistic, I know <laughs> that I'm a skinny, like, considered a skinny, small person. So, like, um, all these things, I guess, are our own, like, take it with a grain of salt. These are personal anecdotes. Yeah, and I think it heavily also contributes to us. Like, we definitely fit the standard. I think it's more like featurism. That kind yeah. Of and also, I'm black. Comes in yeah, black. yeah. So I feel like so, while we fit the body standard, we don't fit the other standard. Yeah, that's right. what I would think too. Like you can have like the body ideal, but you're like, I feel like some things are overlooked. Like sometimes I feel like people aren't really looking at my face or looking at like, you know what I'm saying? Like different parts of me as a whole because it's like, oh, she's a black girl is like my overall description. But yeah, just wanted to clarify yeah that's probably should have been disclaimed first but yeah I'm glad that was put out there exactly um i think in terms of people that do fit the standard sometimes i think it will kind of lead into a non-intersectional conversation but at the same time just like we said that this was our personal um struggle and our personal 
um, experiences. I th- always like look at it at that perspective. Same. I think the problems always run into when like society is brought up or how everyone should think a certain way or like I wish people would treat me like this and things like that. Um, I think that's where people start to have different issues um, because they're like, oh, well, what do you mean? You fit the standard. So hush. But at the same time, I think that every conversation just needs to be had. Like, I don't really get tr- um, upset or triggered by conversations like that. This is just someone's own. Like, they can't live Same. outside their own body as much as they would like to sometimes. So it's just like, you know. I agree. Yeah. Honestly, I can't lie. To me personally, it annoyed me at first when I would hear conversations with certain people. I'll use um, Emily Radikowski as an example because I used to think, like, like why is she complaining she's on the cover of vogue all this stuff like people hype her up in her comments every day tell her she's so pretty but um i definitely have changed my perspective in the sense that everyone has a different story like we don't know what's been told to her by other people or what other people have had to say about her except for maybe if i read her book i would know (laughs) yeah um so i'm just uh, so i feel like just in terms of anyone just having an open perspective and also just recognizing that everyone has their own story no matter what they look like yeah but then at the same time because i don't want to totally discount savannah's point the thing that I notice about especially these confidence things, like I said, is that usually they're the European standard ideal, like in terms of what gets platformed and what becomes a headline and what like I feel like when I think about like the main like help gurus, it's like the wizard Liz. She's super popular on YouTube, but she is like the standard probably worldwide like um, of who's a pretty woman who gets and I feel like it's interesting because I feel like having insecurities is kind of romanticized on people that match that standard already so i think there's nothing wrong with anyone sharing their stories obviously duh like realistically but i think that what gets platformed and who's like the face of different movements who's the face of body positivity who's the face of like all these different things needs to be more of a spectrum like i we cannot keep relying on the same type of like looking people for all these important conversations as so I don't want to discount Spam's point, but I think that's where your annoyance might stem from. Like, of course, this is what's going viral. Like, this is what's getting attention. Yeah. Moving on to um, the next segment. Um, in terms of life, I think life, financials, and career is another big part of people's insecurities. And especially now that a lot of us and a lot of the listeners are on their own making their own living having to kind of prove themselves in this world that can be a big insecurity when you know your friend may have that big finance job that gets to go these fancy dinners and their life may seem so much more perfect and put together than yours and how do you navigate that and how do you deal with that because I think a lot of times when people may not feel the greatest inside they can prop up their career or prop up you know what they've accomplished to like make them feel a little bit better so what are your guys' thoughts yeah i think i just think the whole comparison game is very annoying i think it's very easy to kind of start feeling insecure about either your own career or either your own interests just because depending on who you're around like i know some people who like online i remember the debate between like influencing versus nine to five and i don't even know why it's a debate to begin with just do what makes you happy and what you enjoy to do so it's like I just think it's very annoying to kind of like compare, 
career paths. Like if finance something you're interested in and love it, enjoy doing, by all means, like go do it. If someone enjoys photography and wants to build out their career, go do it. I think where insecurity might, I don't want to say make more sense, is if you aren't able to do it or you aren't. You don't have that um, cushion of yeah, money to pursue your yeah, passion. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's like, it's one thing to me, like compare my job versus someone else's when we have very different interests versus me being insecure about where I am at that point. But I also don't think you should even be comparing to that because everyone has their own journeys and stuff. But I just think the whole like, oh, comparing the industry as a whole is just irrelevant. But it's easy to do. I'm just saying I just hate the conversation. Yeah. And I um, I feel like it depends on what type of setting you're in. So mm -hmm. it all goes back to outside perception, how other people view you which I feel like is obviously a big factor in this whole entire confidence conversation because um, I feel like in some circle um, and so in some social settings, people value people who do finance and others people value people who are on the more creative end, whether that's like influencing or anything of that nature. So I think it really just depends on what type of circle you're in is where I've heard different noise, but it's kind of just like, um, I can't even lie. Like, obviously, I've been insecure about my career path. What am I doing? Like, ugh, like how much? Even like when it comes down to how much money you're making. Like, I know that's the insecurity that a lot of us have, especially at this age. But what I'm trying to do is just keep in mind that everyone is going through something of that nature, and also that my journey is my own. Even though, it's obviously um i'm always gonna look at the other side but at the end of the day i'm only me so the only person i'm competing with is myself exactly i think that one interesting thing that i've noticed especially just like being post-grad like um i think especially the era we came from a lot of people aren't necessarily all on their own and have the ability to you know some like still go on vacations still do what they need to do and i've just noticed that being post-grad and especially like I think I went to like a school where not every like people were still honestly pretty well off but I just noticed that there was such a clear divide on who was able to do things and who wasn't and I just this just in my personal opinion been kind of like a lot of classism when it comes to people's career choices and what people are drawn to do like I've heard conversations where people look down on people for wanting to do something where they're working with their hands and plumbing mm -hmm. or wanting to um, work and help garden or something like people hate blue collar jobs and like think that I hate that word too. But people isn't that now a stigma? Isn't that uh, oh people? Term? Okay, well I'll say people will regard certain jobs as lower than if you're working in an office I feel and like no i oh sorry think that that's honestly super unfortunate because honestly those people are the ones making the world go round and i've just noticed that it seems like if you don't work in an office or if you're not pursuing something that's creative and seen as cool or whatever it's almost like those millions of other jobs that have to be done are disregarded and I think that the nine to five versus influencer conversation just divides so many other jobs that are just as important um, and just disregards them. And I've noticed the people in those jobs just it's almost like no one wants to like bring their job up at a dinner party or say, hey, what are you up to? What is your day today look like? Even though personally, I find that just as interesting. 
Um, so yeah, I think that, I don't know, again, we're chronically online. <laughs> so I think that things just need to be a little bit more realistic and everything is important. Yeah. And I feel like just being in America, like people align career with your worth, which is so sad. And I also even feel like in talking points for a lot of us, like being um, young adults, like our parents are reporting back, like people are asking them, like, how are your oh, kids what do they do? Soon? What do they yeah. do? Stuff. And if you feel like you are underperforming, it really does like take a toll on your self-confidence. And yeah, that's completely understandable. Yeah, truly. I think so too. So if anyone is like listening out there who's given like flack or like pushback on any career choice that they're making, honestly, I hate to say it, but it's gonna sound corny. But as long as you are happy, truly, like be your own biggest hype man. I don't care if you are going to that function and you know, oh, everyone's just gonna be talking about like their finance jobs or how this person got to shoot this person today and they're getting all this hype and acclaim walk in there and be like you know what i i, I don't really have an example but um i assisted uh i did a great job in this restaurant today like just really just hype yourself up and give yourself that credit sometimes i feel like at this point demanding respect it's kind of a good way to go about navigating confidence. When no one's giving you respect, you demand that respect with your presence. I think it's so unfortunate to have to demand it, but yeah, I, I agree with the point and the sentiment. Like, I, just be confident in what you Sometimes people need to, to learn. Yeah, it's very hard, but I think that's accurate. And something I was also thinking about, by faith, people have insecurities, just along careers as a whole, is it can be difficult for a lot of people to kind of conceptualize what do they enjoy doing and what do they have like a passion to do because I was having a conversation with a friend and we were talking about work and um, I was like, I don't like my job. She's like, I don't like my job either. And she was saying, but I don't really know what I want to do. And that gives me so much stress and pressure is kind of what she was alluding to. And I feel like that's very valid, like figuring out like what you even want to work towards because it can seem like everyone's so happy or everyone's like, I'm putting in the work and putting in the steps, but then you might not know like what, where your passions lie and feel like if I at least knew I could go after and do it. So it kind of feels like people who assign worth and value to their jobs are kind of, um, if you don't assign like a passion to yourself or a career choice, then you're already like seen as worthless, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. It's something that I'm trying to think is of too, is that I feel like so many people just like fell into their jobs. Yeah. And so that's why it is just like good trying different things, like working for other people, doing something new. And you can turn that into so many different things. Like if you're passionate about making money, people don't like to say that, but go do that. If you're <laughs> no, do yeah, whatever you want. Like, I just think drop be, shit I, left yeah, and right. Just like be realistic. Yeah, I feel too like that. And I used to be, um, I used to think like, oh, not having a set job that I want to do, or I want to do so many different things. Like, my dad would ask me, well, what do you want to be and all this stuff? And I didn't have a right answer to tell him that that used to make me insecure because he'd be like, oh, I knew I wanted to be since I was five years old. But not everyone's like that. Like so many people, their careers just fell into place after trying out different things, working for other people. So I feel like that's the advice that everyone needs to hear that it doesn't matter if you don't know specifically. And yeah. Also, in my opinion, this is such like an American, well, also problem, American conversation, because in my personal opinion, like my job can strictly to be to make money. Like 
it doesn't you can have hobbies you can have passions you can have career i mean things on the side that will give you that fulfillment but obviously even in new york i feel like there is no work-life balance let's be realistic but um I think that people kind of look down on it where I feel like everyone's goal is to make money. But when someone openly admits that their goal is to make money, everyone's like, oh, I don't like that. It's, nothing's wrong with just saying, hey, this is my job to make money. Like, I like to garden. I like to do other things. I like to skate. Like, nothing's wrong with that. And I think that that's where people get so um, tripped up because they feel like their career has to be this like lifestyle where they just align themselves to this like life path but in no way does my life path have to do with making money sorry yeah like it just doesn't like you know so, and yeah. yeah like samantha just said like um people have people are trying to prove something i feel like a lot of times like their career path is something that i'm not trying to get caught up in because i feel like my younger self used to do this a lot was just trying to prove other people wrong so just like do things for yourself and realize that you're like at the end of the day just constantly seeking someone else's approval or chasing that is not going to bring you any battle. happiness yeah, yeah. but then so, yeah just, comparison people exactly yeah. person but, but just like constantly <laughs> trying to prove whether that's your parents friends at school people in high school follow you on social media i don't know yeah but all of that yeah yeah i definitely agree because i remember i just feel like do what you want to do like at the end of the day that's kind of like the main premise of the career conversation because my mom was telling me that she got lunch with one of her friends and she was speaking about her daughter she was saying my daughter says she doesn't like to work she likes to travel she likes to um work out whatever i don't know i'm just throwing stuff out there not um, liking to buy work clothes normal. and so her job she's like i don't even know how she still has a job but she comes in at nine leaves at five and is happy and so if that's what makes you happy do what makes you happy and then there's obviously some other people who who they want the lines to not even be there. Like they want their job to be something that brings yeah. them joy stepping into every day that they love to yeah. do. So do what you need to feel fulfilled and feel happy. I feel like it does definitely stem back to like comparisons, especially being like a group of three and like having sisters the same age, it can be especially difficult. And it all just depends on who you're talking to because I, I used to think like a couple of years ago when Samantha started her fashion line, people were like, Oh, Samantha has a fashion line. What are you guys doing? Like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. Just do what makes you happy. Like, just because I don't have a brand or didn't have, like, a fashion li line to my name at the moment didn't mean I wasn't important or was worthless. Because I'm not – I love clothes. Don't get me wrong. But I'm not – fashion design wasn't my life passion. But people would automatically start critiquing or comparing you to other people. And I think it can be even more difficult as a triplet um, or just with your siblings or close friends even. But I think family makes a big difference. Yeah, no, I I one hundred percent agree with that. Especially, I feel like just grown like just growing up as all the same age, but just keeping in mind that we all have different interests and we're all off to do different things. And I feel like we're key examples of just like having someone that you could compare yourself with just because we're the same age, came from the same family. It's like you guys all had the same opportunities and whatnot. Right. So it's stressful, right. but um just like yeah and not even thinking that you're worthless because like your siblings doing x y and z and just seeking your own happiness is the yeah way i definitely think like seeking your own happiness mm -hmm. is the overall message like do what makes you happy and fulfilled and find those things but i'm not gonna sit here and act like people's comments don't so, get to mm -hmm. you or just even 
like I don't know let's say you had a lower paying job and you wanted a certain lifestyle like I'm not gonna sit up here and act like that's <laughs> right I mean I still probably at the end of the day let's be real but. exactly I would say that it is super interesting because um at the end of the day like personally I think that being like a triplex I think a lot of people are interested in that dynamic of conversation because obviously a lot of people don't know what it's like to be a multiple so that's why y'all are here um but basically I do think that just in terms of confidence honestly seeking outside about val- not seeking outside validation but truly having to look internally and build myself up from like the ground up was so necessary especially being like a black triplet not to like make everything about race a black triplet in a white environment and then also getting compared to each other like that to me was super hard to navigate I feel like especially like all the like stories you just heard now like it's just always kind of been like that I feel like since the day that each one of us are born we were like assigned kind of like what our thing was it was like you know, like, on Disney when they had those Tinkerbell movies and they had to, like, pick a talent? It was like that. Like, where all the little fairies had to, like, get one of their talents. If you don't know what I'm talking about, then sorry. We're but living mad. Y'all don't know. We're kind yeah, of yeah. Oh, no, I, yeah, we're like, classic, time, like, the but... classic, like, the multiple has their thing. This is the sporty multiple. <laughs> yeah. This is the goth multiple or, like, whatever. The, no, no, <laughs> no one was. Well, you were-ish. You guys both were more... Um, you were better at sports than me. We tried to sport for you guys were better. Um, but, yeah, I just think that that in itself was so tricky to navigate because, like, I feel like I'm automatically, because I like to draw, I was putting, like, all the art stuff, and then Sydney was seen as, like, oh, she's super smart. Well, not to flex on her, but she was, like, carrying and, like, multiplying when we were, like, five. And we we're like, what is this? And so they just. I don't even like math. I know, but like <laughs> they, they just me. thought she was like, well, she is. But they're like, oh, she's some genius, so she's gonna do all this stuff, and she's good at sports, so she's gonna run and do all the other sports. stuff and do lacrosse, blah blah. And then Savannah was good at tennis and soccer. Like she was seen as good at sports and somehow like uh, good with animals, which I don't know. Right? Who, yeah. Who made that up? That. So my point is, is that people just like make up different traits and then assign it to you as a multiple like i will never forget when for example because i don't know if i was different with learning or something but whatever like i wasn't failing school at all but um just sydney and savannah were like kind of raking in those those like a's so yeah it was interesting but i'll never forget when my teacher called me in in high school and he made me cross grade my paper to Sydney's paper. Like she was the standard paper. And then um, I was like, what is going on? And so I guess comparison was on such a different level. And I felt kind of not dumb per se, but I kind of felt just like, oh, I'm not that gold standard of academic excellence. So I guess I'm not going to be Miss AP or whatever. Um, so yeah, I would say different things like that really did kind of damage how we looked at ourselves individually and even when um i started my brand i guess they call it starving artists for a reason because let's just say the profits have plummeted like it's just not a you just don't get to keep money 
But I would say that with my personal opinion, I think people use, um, just to like piggyback off what Cindy said, I think people use like clout or who your brand is on as money, even though there's no currency involved. So that doesn't help. So I would just say like, yeah, there's hubbub and attention about that. But then the day, <laughs> guess who's stable? These two. So it's just interesting. Um, so it's not enjoyed. It's, it's yeah. just like it's it's just so many different. Things so there's just so, so many. many there's so many different factors about what people enjoy to do, what people don't, and I just think there's no winning when everything is always examined. So yeah, I guess that's why we're having this conversation. But I want to get more insight into like the triplet thing because I feel like a lot of people just don't get it until the multiples that are currently in it who just got yelled about, I mean, yelled at about not being as good as your sister or whatever. We're here for you. Hit us up. And yeah. Exactly. Because I'm not going to lie. Like, even though some of our friends might have forgotten or comments our parents have made, I, I would stick them with all. me. So, yeah. Same. That's all I have to say. Yeah. And then also, like, I would say, like, even, like, your body and all that stuff, people, like, even as Savannah mentioned, like, earlier, like, people, like, even cross-compared us about right. our bodies. Well, we're also, and, yeah. we're different heights, guys. Like, we're They're completely tall. different heights. Um, yeah, yeah, we just all look different. We're different right. people. Yeah. But, but I guess being a trip is kind of like, like a case. Girl. Girl. Yeah. Like, has, yeah. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, that's so true. Like I'll mm -hmm. never forget when I did ballet and then Cindy did ballet with me so she could like be more graceful when she ice skated and no, I just whatnot. did it for fun. Oh, you just did it for fun? Okay, yeah. cool. Well, Cindy did it for fun <laughs> and I didn't with like me. It. Uh, yeah, but it was fun. Like I thought it was fun to be with you in this. Oh. <laughs> well, I, I had fun being with my sister because I was lonely at dance and I didn't have many friends. So basically, I'll never forget when Sydney was sick. And just didn't come to ballet that day. And someone said, oh, my gosh, Cindy's legs look so much better in, like, the tights. Like, she just has the perfect ballet body. She just is so lean and has long limbs. Like, and then someone was like, Sam, your, like, butt gets in the way. You have, like, a big hump in the back. Like, it just, like, Cindy just looks so lean. Like, I get why she ice skates and whatever. And I was like, damn, y'all are, <laughs> y'all let me have it when she's not here. But, yeah, it was just, yeah, so anyone that's multiple or even has like a close friend or a sibling we get it so yeah and just in general um let's all be conscious of what we say to each other yeah. right don't get too comfortable and yeah. just start learning things out let alone think it but it's it's a little wild exactly so now let's go to some you know some positive resolutions not that this was negative i love having deep conversations but let's talk about um some ways we can help some other people our listeners thank you so much to everyone that submitted a question we really appreciate it basically we have this new segment that we are calling party favors and it's basically our help hotline where the three of us as deep and insightful as we believe ourselves to be we'll give you guys some tips and just our overall opinion on your situation so yeah we'll have them on our instagram you guys can send in your questions we'll tell you guys the segments and it'll be just a good time so let's get into the first question someone says i have a lot of social anxiety and it's been worse post-grad talking to random people throughout my day has made me extremely nervous to the point where i can't look them in the eye do you guys have any advice on how to get past this and feel like I can talk to whoever I want. Wow, that's oh. actually so funny because I'm reading a book right now called How to Talk to Anyone 
because I feel like I could have written that question. Just being in conversation, meeting new people, I feel like I've just gotten so in my head about how I'm interacting with people, like what people are thinking about me. Um, I haven't made it past page 10 of this book, and it's like the third time I've gotten it from the library. But I like the first few tips, so I recommend that. I feel like something that I always try to think about when it comes to confidence, whether it's like trying a new sport, new activity, whatever, that things just take practice. And that's because you're not an expert at it. Like, obviously, like if I'm constantly practicing like my soccer skills against someone who's never played soccer before, like I'm going to be more confident than that person is probably at playing soccer. So I feel like with that, like um, having different interactions with people, something that I've tried to do is just like, practicing hi to people or doing having little small interactions because just to get your reps in so like if you see someone you're building on the elevator just say hi or something like that you can hype yourself up in your head because I know it might take a second but just like practicing saying hi to someone in an elevator or even like complimenting your waitress on her nails like something like that I agree. I think microdosing those interactions before you get to like a new friend, a like person you like or um, someone that you like really want to talk to. When you've already said hi to like five people before your meeting, like gotten your coffee, talked to someone in the bathroom, spoken to the waitress, um, it just makes those really big things not feel so big. And so I really liked both, both of the advice. But also... Um, one thing that I also have recently just made myself conscious of is everyone is a little weird. Like no one is normal. Sorry. Like no one is this perfect polished person. So I think even just keeping that in mind when you talk to people makes everything so much easier because like, I don't know, like who, if you compliment, like, for example, you could compliment like someone on their nails and they may have like a funkier nail pattern that someone may have just told them was like too much like earlier so you could just be making people's day or um yeah I think social anxiety is so normal one thing that really will get me after I'm with a group of people is I'll be thinking about how I interacted and it'll just stick with me it'll be like the ghosts of the people that I was talking to follow me throughout like I'm getting ready to go to bed like I just think about it all the time and I would say literally you just have to like listen to music and do something else because then you're like training yourself to not think about what people are thinking about you all the time if you're even if you just distract yourself in the process. So yeah, I, I hope that's helpful. Also think in terms of like obviously microdosing and saying hi to people and strangers, when you get to a bulk of a conversation is also where I feel like people get stressed. Like yeah. it might be one thing like talk to someone in passing, but then when you're having you're in a party situation and like the conversation starts to dwindle and you've gotten through all the small talk what do you talk about i think that's something people also struggle with yeah. but again at the end of the day like i know people claim like com conversing is an art form i like, talk to people is an art form just be you and bring up whatever you think is relevant in the moment yeah and i know people's brains like are scrambling for stuff to talk about yeah but i feel like when you're with people you can actually click with and converse with yes then just being authentic is just the way to go i just agree realizing it's not they no one's better than anyone else like they aren't some like guru i agree i think authenticity yeah you have to just be yourself when you're talking to different people and i feel like that's honestly like when i've been most myself whether even if it's um a professional setting 
or whatever, people find value in that. And also just remembering that your opinion matters too. And that if you don't like this person either, yeah, like, that matters. And also a conversation goes both ways. Exactly. So if they aren't speaking and I'm not speaking, that's not just on me. They can bring up something as well. But. I agree. And also, um, I think that a lot of socially anxious people, well, from, I guess, my own personal experience, people hate silence so much. Sometimes nothing's wrong leaning into it. Like, you don't have to always fill that space or always feel like, oh, I have to be saying something. I have to be on. I have to do this. I agree with the be yourself thing. But also, just have your go-to. Like, my go-to when the conversation's at a lull will be, like, I'll bring up music because that's easy. That's something that I feel like I know and I um, can kind of incorporate into the conversation. So be like, so what are you listening to? Even though it can seem like kind of like dumb and not really well, like out, of left, on, field, out of left field, like it'll be something that may just ground you. Find something that will ground a conversation that you feel confident in bringing up. Or like, what are you watching? Anything. Yeah, what are you watching? What shows do you like? Yeah. Did you watch succession i don't know get hit with the i don't watch tv but i know i know we know those (laughs) what are you reading (laughs) yeah yeah exactly but i think it's all great tips exactly okay so on to question number two recently i've been struggling with my body image and we're about to have our annual family gathering I know that my aunt will definitely say something about me as my body has changed so much within the past few years. Is there anything I should do to prepare? I'm, you got to get your armor on. I have my comeback ready, to be honest. Like, it's not disrespectful. It's not. Put her in a place. Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> no, that's also, what I think. just even, like, being up front. Okay, because I'm not, Sydney and Samantha know, I'm not the best or as quick when it comes to comebacks. So this is something that I'll have to prepare for. And also just even saying, like, being real with that person, like, you're rude and disrespectful. Like, that's fine, too. Or just calling people out on their behavior. Or you could be kind to just say, why are yeah, you concerned true. with my body? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or you could watch <laughs> Housewives to prepare. That's why I do. I'm like, put me in the ring. Yeah. yeah. And for that, I recommend Real Housewives of Atlanta. Watch the, the actually, watch the um, reunions of all the Housewives. That's where the comebacks happen. Don't waste your time with the whole long episode seasons no watch the reunions you're gonna get some good what like, the highlights thing. on youtube yeah, yeah highlight reel but i said but the point still remains prep because yeah if you're really nervous about it and feel like you need something on deck by all means prep and just hype yourself up to say something i think the main point is say something like yeah you don't have to think you just have to stand there and take it it doesn't really matter who it is they're being disrespectful you have every right to Say your piece. And I think that's something that's really sad about this, too, is because a lot of people I've heard before have said that, like, their parents haven't even stepped up to... to, That's uh, what I was thinking. So it's kind of sad, but I feel like just being your own support system and just being able to defend yourself is the way to go. And also, I do think it's sad because I think, well, obviously, as human beings... All of our bodies do change, I will say. And that's awesome. That's nothing to like be ashamed of. Do not shrink yourself, I want to reemphasize. Don't shrink yourself in that room. Take up space in that room. Be like, you know what? I'm here. And yeah, like just truly, like even if it's fake, even if you're just like listening to Beyonce and one AirPods, like hype you up, do whatever it takes to like never just let, don't let anyone's comments or your aunt's comments 
show like don't show signs of weakness is what i'm trying to say like obviously nothing's wrong with like still being like hey i'm a human being that hurts i think that that's great to say but don't let her feel like she has something over you at all but if you do have a strong relationship with your family members or if it's your mom's sister your dad's sister i would if you're comfortable confide in my parent and yeah they've asked them to say something because i know sometimes yeah. the messenger makes all the difference unfortunately so if that's an option i recommend so the last question is, my friend has an annual 4th of July party every year, and I'm very nervous for swimsuit season. There's a boy that I like that's going to be there, and I don't know how to talk to him as it is, but I know it's going to be even worse in a bathing suit. Any help on how I should handle this situation? I think that um, you need to find what is comfortable for you to wear, like something that you feel comfortable and confident in. And also to me, like just finding swimsuits that look good on my shape is like the way that I think should go like whenever it comes to like buying any piece of clothing. And so maybe just looking and see like what do I, I'm what am I drawn to and what's like something that's gonna make me feel good about myself when I'm at this party. Yeah. yeah. And what? also maybe he's insecure too. Right. But also when you're picking out this swimsuit, do not think about this man at all. Like don't think about yeah, this boy yeah. at all. I agree. Like he cannot be in your mind because he's not gonna notice anyway. Um <laughs> I just think that I agree. Just find something that makes you feel good like for example i know that because i just for some reason i cannot wear swim bottoms and just walk around like i just it's just not my thing i'm not gonna wear like bikini bottoms and just walk around and live my life like i'll wear it when i'm like swimming by the pool but just can't do it but one thing for me i'll wear like baggy like sh almost sheer swim like pants like those sheer vacation type of flowy pants and just wear a bikini top and that'll make me feel confident when i'm talking so like even just finding like i love a good sarong moment that's what i was gonna say samantha sent me a bunch of sarongs when i was in college uh so th those come in handy they I like come them. in handy they cover everything and also sometimes like when you do like you could cinch the waist yeah yeah i'm not a big sarong fan i think oh. they look good on like they look good they're just not my style yeah of yeah, yeah so i just think it's Find whatever makes you confident. Find whatever makes you comfortable and walk around and be confident. Because I think more than anything than trying to get this boy's attention, think what he's thinking of me. What do I think of myself? Like, also, don't what do you think stuff. of him? Yeah, right. that too. <laughs> yeah, like you don't need to be concerned. If he doesn't like me, then on to the next, which I know. Right. Down, but. but also, like this 4th of July party doesn't have to be the only time. Like this isn't your make or break on if he, like, if he likes right. you, you'll know. That's like, what I'm thinking. Yeah. Yeah. And if my bikini is what makes him dislike me, then bye. bye. Yeah. Then leave. Yeah. yeah, but look cute for you. Yeah, look cute for and you. Be confident and happy. Take your mirror pics. Yeah, and have a fun time. Enjoy the right. food. Enjoy the yeah. I don't know, Fourth of July is never party. a holiday for me. So I hate Fourth of like July. Having a big party to go to would be super fun. Yeah, so congratulations on your Fourth of July plans, and keep us updated as to how it goes. Okay, well, thank you so much, guys, for joining us. Um, I love how deep this episode got. I thought it was a lot of fun to film. So I hope you guys like it as well. And yeah, um, thank you so much for joining us. It was great just talking about this. And if you have any comments, concerns, questions, you can find us at Third Party Podcast on TikTok, on Instagram, 
and YouTube. So yeah. And make sure you leave us a review. Yeah, if you yes. guys like this episode, feel free to leave us a review, Spotify, whatever, whatever you're listening to. Apple. Apple. Yep. I love Apple. YouTube. And also please leave us some comments because I really like doing this, like answering all your questions. Yes. So send in more. Yeah. Yes. And send updates. And let yes. us know what you want to hear in the next episode. Yes. Like, subscribe, share if you want to, but I'm strongly suggesting. Thank <laughs> you. Thank you for joining us, guys. Thank you.